60% of Americans are no longer practicing any type of religion. And that means that they're not having that spiritual community. And that is detrimental. The acknowledgement of psilocybin mushrooms as a religious sacrament, I see this as a real opportunity to revivify a way of engaging with ourself, our understanding of God, nature, being, the universe, in a hands-on way. Modern religions have been saying for a very long time, we have the answers, this is how it is. And then we find out that they don't know. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, nobody knows. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going to be able to tell you you're going to have to have a direct experience, mm -hmm. which is where the mushroom is such a powerful sacrament. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Psilocybin Says. This is Courtney Rose. And Derek Osborne. So glad to have you here today with us. We're talking about psilocybin mushrooms and religion. Mm. Shrooms are my religion. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I didn't know that's how the song went. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Should add that to the mushroom album. Uh, well, mushroom when, song I, when album. I've been thinking about the, t this episode, I think that's going to be the title of it. I usually uh, title the episodes after the fact, but uh, I like that. Shrooms are my religion. I like that too. Because <clears throat> they are. They, they absolutely are for me. Um, I mean, religion is a challenging term. The standard definition of religion in the Oxford Dictionary is the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. You know. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why you'd yeah. be that's the, that's turned the, off by that. Yeah, right. That's the, that's the primary definition. And there's a secondary particular system of faith and worship, uh, pursuit of interest to which ascribes someone's supreme importance. So... Uh, you know, I can identify with it as a particular system of faith. Worship gets a little sticky for me, too, like bowing mm -hmm. to anyone or anything is not something that I really hold to. But mm -hmm. the mushrooms have absolutely been uh, the primary tool in my spiritual development. No two ways about it. They are what I believe, truly believe, from archaeological evidence, uh, from artistic evidence, if you will, um, that the mushrooms are the original sacrament that helped us to perceive our higher nature. Uh, cave paintings, the oldest cave paintings in the world, 12,000 years old mm -hmm. in Spain, the oldest ones that we know of anyway, have <coughs> what seem to be Salasabi Similenciata, drawn on the walls mm. for th for those listening um what what is psilocybe Silenciata. Silenciata. it's the liberty cap it's okay. pretty commonly in collected in europe still uh documented in pagan rituals they're all over ireland it's um i've, I've read of people finding them in the fields around stonehenge you know so there's there's so much evidence of mushrooms mm. as a central sacrament for cultures around the world, Christian, 
evidence. There's there's a great site. Shout out to Carl DeBorgi, uh, who is the has the site themushroomstone.com. He's an art mm-hmm. historian, and he years ago, well, for many years, he has been documenting mushrooms in religious art, and he has his website has pictures of frescoes and murals and mosaics from I don't even know like twelfth tenth century of Jesus surrounded by mushrooms of Adam and Eve with mushrooms around them, so it's pretty in in my mind it's indisputable. It's not something that I have publicly spoken a whole lot about because ugh, I have often I've str- I struggle with you know what religion tends to create in terms of dogma and guruship and all that stuff. I was raised Catholic and mm-hmm. there's a lot of baggage there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the you know the honest truth is that this has been from very early on my access point to understanding or experiencing the the spiritual and or energetic nature of life because that's how I understand spirituality now is in terms of what is invisible the parts of us that are invisible and scientifically we explain that as energy and in terms of faith or religion we term we call that spirit mm-hmm. yeah I um I'm grateful to to well I haven't had the religious trauma that a lot of people have <laughs> or upbringing <laughs> but trauma is usually embedded as well <laughs> uh right <laughs> <clears throat> so i feel very fortunate there uh and because i haven't experienced that super religious upbringing i underestimate how triggering mm-hmm. the term church mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. Or uh, spiritual practice, or God, that term God. Mm -hmm. Not a huge Um, fan. Right. And I suppose it used to be a little bit triggering for me, the term God, because, I mean, I did grow up going to Baptist church Mm -hmm. uh, on both sides of my family. Actually, uh, we're in the Christian denomination of the Baptist denomination. Mm, yeah, Baptists have different denominations. So, what? There's a bunch of different Baptists. Oh Lord, there's all kinds of Baptists. Well, I obviously don't know <laughs> a lot about it, so that tells you <laughs> how <Yeah>. little <laughs> I went to church. <laughs> so, but I avoided going to church, and my family members were very much involved in going to church and. Uh, the Bible and uh, bringing up Jesus as much as possible. And I did not understand it. I just didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And thankfully my parents didn't force me into trying to understand it. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful for that, but I do underestimate how uh, triggering the term God is. Now I am coming into the more universal term of God instead of like a God. I Mm -hmm. used to think when I was little that God could only mean like 
a god, a entity, a human like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. image mm-hmm. of a ruler, like a king mm-hmm. ruling mm-hmm. over us mm-hmm. in like an entity form. Right. And <clears throat> now I'm with the help of mushrooms, my experiences with mushrooms and other teachers and human teachers mm-hmm. and just sitting with myself and all that is mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to have the perspective that god that god can mean something way more omnipresent mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in everything mm-hmm. yeah that's, i love that word omnipresent because mm-hmm. uh, that's how that's how I understand it when we get to the essence of what this s- term signifies. I like uh, Sandy Gallagher, if you've heard her say that God is the grand overarching design, I think is what it says, or maybe it's Mary Sullivan or one of these mm. fe- female uh, motivational speakers. And Mary Morrissey. Mary Morrissey, <coughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Mary Sullivan is someone that I know on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah, a big whatever. mushroom fan. She's a big mushroom lover. Hey, Mary. Mary. Yeah. Mary said. Uh, but anyway, grand, overar- grand overarching design. I love that because we we know that there is a design. I'm not saying that there is a being that designed it, but reality functions on rules. There are rules for how things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a design, mm-hmm. in, at least in my mind, there is some grand design but yeah that I, that idea of a god in the sky that's what i was force fed you mm-hmm. know? jesus on the cross died for you god sent him here to die for you now you've got to feel guilty yeah it's a very it's like a slave mentality oh, it's fucking control it's, that's all it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it it's totally closing yourself mm-hmm. off to being controlled yeah mm-hmm. like oh we're just gonna and then you relinquish your power over to that right that institution whereas the beautiful thing about the mushroom is that it reminds you of your own power it shows you that you are your god mm-hmm. i mean yeah I, you know, before before we met i had i think it was before we met it was either before or right after uh, but Trent and I were starting that Church of Soma, you know. And I'm, I'm still listed, I'm sure, in the in the annals of history that uh, as in a, I'm not that kind of anal. <laughs> I, I need, some annals. need to brush I'm, up I'm on I'm never my sure how you pronounce vocabulary. that word. It's, it's two ends, so maybe it's annals or anal. But anyway, I like to call it annals, the annals of history. All right. Uh, I'm recorded as a board member for the Church of Soma from like 2012, but that didn't really oh, yeah. go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we are, you know, and, and I, I, I do want to acknowledge that there was, there was a certain discomfort that I had in Jamaica in uh, administering psilocybin without that kind of spiritual container. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked with lots of people who were uh, atheists, and that's cool. I think mushroom religion is one that is even open to atheists, personally. Atheist means not, not believing in a theos or a, a basically a being, right? 
Mm-hmm. There are there are atheists who acknowledge the omnipresence of creative energy that's in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did not speak about it in terms of a religious or spiritual experience to the groups. There would be times with individuals that I would have these conversations. And (laughs) I was thinking about that this morning, how there were probably a half a dozen times that in the, when I was handing out the mushrooms, Mm -hmm. somebody would say, Eric, you're like a priest. And I'd just be like, you know, shrug it off. Uh, (laughs) Because I didn't want anybody to think, like, Mm -hmm. this guy's trying to be some kind of a priest, right? And even, even that, I... Well, even within sanctuary, you know, we've chosen the term of moderators, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is much more suiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it it was a struggle for me to, for seven years, to not be open about how I understand the experience. It's this is not a psychological, a purely psychological experience. We are not just a mass of chemicals and stored information and just want to let our listeners know that there is a babysitter with Amanda they can hear her uh, wailing in the background <laughs> Very possible. whenever we're recording podcasts we just leave she's, our children she's tied to the dog locked in the basement <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're good trip setters, no doubt about it. We're very fortunate to have some help with our children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not part of our religion. Thanks, Smokey in Kentucky. You know, some that's another thing about religions is religions make up some crazy shit. You know, like things uh-huh. that religions do to kids. Yeah. A lot of religions, not all religions, are fuck Catholic faith. I mean, God, that's why I ultimately left Catholicism. It was tw- I was age twenty when I was bailed on Catholicism. Because of all the molestation, and it's like, oh shit, this can't be, this can't be true. You mm-hmm. know, I was fully invested in the Pope being the intermediary between God and me, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, when all that stuff went down, I was just like, uh, okay, that's fucked up. Yeah, it, it shook my world. It shook my world to the very core, which is, you know, you talk about feeling naive sometimes jesus christ i was 20 years old still thinking that the catholic church was where it was at Mm -hmm. and they're over here you know raping kids so you know there's a lot of valid reason why people have baggage around religion yeah and there's a lot of people that um in in the catholic faith still that know this who are in their day-to-day life would never like if they found out their child was being raped they would probably do something about yeah, it yeah if your kid was and going to a school or you still knew that they were being raped yeah like are practicing catholicism and like will refuse to talk about what has gone on in hey, the mom. catholic church Jesus, <laughs> <Hey, bro. laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, that's not that's not a thing. And like, then that's another thing about really coming out and being very outspoken about mushrooms as my sacrament is knowing that it's going to get all kinds of flack from family in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, your your grandparents love y'all, really do. You guys are sweet really wonderful people that I very much enjoy being around and I'm 
pretty sure that you'll never get fucking wind of this podcast. But if you do, <laughs> yeah, I want no you to chance. know that I do really love y'all. Y'all are great people to be around. But the religious stuff's crazy. It runs deep. And so do they know about Sanctuary? Uh, I don't know if they do. I they you know my family follows me on facebook a lot of my family members so mm-hmm. i've been posting about sanctuary so they might know um my grandmother my mom's mom is actually she surprises me all the time mm-hmm. she knows i've talked with her about my spiritual practice with mushrooms mm-hmm. and and done so shaking like so nervous Mm -hmm. about how she would perceive me Mm -hmm. because I want it's important to me it's super important to me that my family feels like I'm making smart choices Mm -hmm. and is taking care of myself and I want them to be confident in me and feel like we did a good job with that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so uh and I've spoken with her about my spiritual practice with mushrooms and told her it helps mushrooms help me connect with God Mm -hmm. And, uh, she's said, okay, I'm, that's all I care. That's all I want for Mm -hmm. you is to have a relationship with God. So that's really actually surprised me a lot. Does she want to talk about it all the time? (laughs) Hell no. She doesn't want to learn more about that, Mm -hmm. but she's expressed that she's grateful. So that's felt good. Mushrooms are surprisingly (coughs) approachable. You know, there's a lot of people, just like I was talking to our, our coaching client earlier, you know, uh, that there are a lot of people who are not drug users and they're like, but they'll come and take mushrooms for a therapeutic or spiritual reason. And you'll ask them about that and then they'll say, well, mushrooms aren't drugs, they're mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, oh, but weed is a drug. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the there's definitely a stigma with smoking something or well, but even, even proce- eating, processing something. Yeah. Mushrooms you can just pick and put right in your mouth. And My mom not do anything thought too. that mushrooms when I first started like being open, like twenty two or twenty three, about my psychedelic experiences. My mom thought that mushrooms caused the trip because they were sprayed with a chemical by people. Wow. <laughs> like this shit never entered my mind ever that that's even when I was a kid and you yeah. I thought it was poison you know I was like oh mushrooms are poisonous that's why you have this mm-hmm. weird effects uh, but uh, I thought that was interesting yeah there's but probably ag- still all kinds of people that think that well again it's like people generally think that mushrooms themselves are just innocent little organisms mm-hmm. uh, but wow how powerful they can be Yes. That's something else that's really fascinating. And I think that it is also a part of the respect that gets built around them is that you can, this little bitty innocent little mushroom can blow your mind, can show you things about the world that you just never would have imagined. And mm-hmm. can convince you that they are true. Can say like this is how the world works. You have been blind all of your life. You've been lying to yourself. You know that this is how the world works, and I'm going to show you. Yeah, 
when we were having a coaching call this morning, uh, we were having a conversation about mushrooms and um, about life and the point of life. Mm. And it brought me back to that place that mushrooms have brought me to that is like this is the point you know like right here right now Mm -hmm. this moment Mm -hmm. it's it that's Mm -hmm. it this is it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's this is totally it and uh it's it's just it's funny um all the different levels and layers that we uh un uncover with with mushrooms and i feel like ultimately we learn the same thing every time and it's totally impossible to actually communicate that with words Mm. um but uh yeah it goes back to what we were talking about too on the sunday service there uh we've been doing right sunday services for sanctuary over zoom with people from around the country and soon hopefully the world but that the forgetting of our godhood the forgetting of ourselves and then the remembering of ourselves and the forgetting of ourselves and that constant back and forth that it takes to become ever more aware of the truth of our being we have to forget where we came from mm-hmm. right you know, you know, I've been talking about and listening a lot to Neville Goddard lately. Anybody don't know Neville Goddard? De Goddard is a pretty impressive speaker from the '30s up through the '70s, and he had a really interesting perspective on the Bible uh, and that the characters, including Jesus, yes, I say characters, were actually metaphors for different states of being. Mm-hmm. And uh, something about one of the talks that I was listening to was referring to this kind of forgetting and remembering, but it took me so presently back to an experience that I had years ago by myself. I took, you know, whatever. I thought it was was just going to be a mellow trip, five or six grams by myself out in the farm, and just rocked my world. But I went inside to use the bathroom at a certain point, and I got in the mirror and yeah it's hard of course hard to recall it but there looking at the mirror I remembered that I had forgotten myself I remembered and I don't mean Eric I mean this omnipresent consciousness I remembered who I was without all the layers without all the facades without all the masks and decorations and and it was it was the most I can't I don't know I can't say necessarily the most but it was one of the top probably three most profound experiences where beyond the shadow of a doubt um, knowing how deeply the reality ran that I was timeless that I had come from myself 
and had split myself off from myself so that I could better understand myself by looking at myself in all these different ways. Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful. It was so powerful. And that wasn't Ooh. the religion. That wasn't the awakening that I had, you know. First time I had mushrooms, I knew that they were something special. I mean, I've, I've actually, I've never told you this, I don't think. But when I started seeking out mushrooms... I started seeking mushrooms about six months before I actually got them. And my intention, there was some part of me that knew, and I think it was, I think it had come from like Native American studies. I don't really know where it came from. But there was some part of me that, that knew or said to myself, that the mushrooms were going to help to show me the spirit world, that they were going to show me the other reality. And then I found mushrooms and I ate them, and it's just like giggly and painting and goofing off, and you know, and that happened for a while until it just everything started to shift, and I never saw like ghosts or anything like that, you know, the kind of st- mm-hmm. storybook kind of stuff. But it started to show me the spiritual or underlying nature of reality, like trees. It just, like, woke me up to what trees were. And I still can't say what they are. I don't know how to put it into words. Uh, what we are, what I s- have experienced dogs Kentucky and Smoky on mushroom trips and seeing how they process information and, and energy with people for people you become can become aware that there is a a function that life serves um, that is much deeper than anything that we can perceive normally and it probably goes much deeper than <laughs> I can perceive on mushrooms Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, wow. wow. God, thinking about this journey that I've had with the mushroom, and there's so much. I've had, I've eaten mushrooms so many times. Yeah, you have. And uh, I wonder how many people in the world have eaten mushrooms as much as you have. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's, I've, I, I, I have wondered that. I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about it. I have wondered I that. I wonder if there's even 50 people. Who have mm. eaten as much know. mushrooms I as mean, you? I don't know. I don't know. I, I would I, be surprised, honestly. Fifty and been able to maintain and, <laughs> <laughs> and move, make quantum okay. leaps. All right, maybe <laughs> in maybe, their life. <laughs> maybe that's one thing that I have done is eaten a whole lot of mushrooms and maintained relative stability. <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely maintained stability. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, it actually really meant a lot that you know when we were talking with our uh the legal team that's been helping us organize the church mm-hmm. and how they mentioned the other day that you know we are i forget exactly how they said it but uniquely uh normal i think basically for compared to the other psychedelic churches that they've that's been right, yeah. talking with uh which is a good uh, that's good uh, and it's, it's actually something that i have been really intentional about not in any kind of effort to 
deceive anyone or to be a false sense of self, but it is, to me, it is really important that there is a level of sincereness and mm-hmm. respectability that's brought to this. You mm-hmm. know, we're not, we're not eating mushrooms just to howl at the moon. I mean, that happens <laughs> on occasion. That uh, is part of the process sometimes. But we're, e- we're taking these mushrooms in order to become better versions of ourself. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's seen me over the years, I mean, golly, what a physical journey I've been on, you know, going mm-hmm. from dreadlocks, emaciated, and mm-hmm. stoned all day long to now, you know, I've had articles written about me that make fun of me for wearing button-up shirts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with this mushroom guy being all professional? This is some bullshit. His, uh, his penchant for button-up shirts. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, I eat psychedelics and wear button-ups and belts. That's right. It's important these days. It is important that we, that we obviously are able to take care of our family and mm-hmm. give back to the world. And in order to do that, we need to be able to interface with the world and be mm-hmm. seen through, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of layers in our, in our subconscious uh, mind and to penetrate, to be able to present ourselves with like dreadlocks and holes in our shirt and mm-hmm. say like we're changing the world mm-hmm. and you know take me seriously mm-hmm. that's a hard one for most people to yeah, so for, be, and for good be reason. able to break through yeah for good but reason it's so funny i mean that's like it's such you know, whatever we're exploring this whole journey of mushrooms as a religious sacrament and it, this is definitely a part of it but you know when i was in my 20s it was very much like you know, fuck you, I'm not going to dress like you want me to. Mm-hmm. What's that Rage Against the Machine song? Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not how you really make a positive change in the world. It's not. I, I appreciate that there is a need to stand up for what we believe in, and there's a need, and, and it is true that material does not make the man or a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, your outside is a reflection of your inside. And if you're not carrying yourself with dignity and you're not keeping yourself clean, if you're not, if you're just wearing ratty old clothes, mm-hmm. you know, then what's that say about how you really feel about yourself? Yeah. I think this, this feeds into, uh, really well, the conversation we had, I don't know how many podcasts ago it was. We talked about, the spiritual community and money and Mm -hmm. this paradigm that we need to be poor. We need to be servants Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. be like without financial resources and just give away our services all the time for free. And uh, I think this kind of feeds into that, this, this paradigm that if we're going to be of great service, then we need to be looking like we're not rich. You know, mm-hmm. we need to be looking broke and it doesn't make sense if we're to sit down and actually look at that. Does that make sense? No, <laughs> it absolutely doesn't. Just think of um, like I think of having filters mm-hmm. in order to reach more people mm-hmm. like 
having layers to get through Mm -hmm. in order to reach people. If you just think of, say, simple marketing strategy, Mm -hmm. like, or um, getting into a prestigious club or, I don't know, really anything that's really special and important, you Mm -hmm. have layers Mm -hmm. uh, to get through first. Mm -hmm. And so you present yourself like, hey, like, this is me. It's like when you get into a, a relationship with somebody or you're dating somebody, rather. You don't just go on the date and be like, here's all my shit. Like, here it is. Like, I got this problem and this problem. And by the way, you're going to run into this when you're dating me. You're going to like, oh, I might say some crazy stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, you kind of wait. You tread slowly. And present your best self first. Yeah, you present your best self first, and then slowly you're like, okay, you're trusting me a little bit more. Over here, (laughs) this closet over here. Uh, We're gonna wait for that one. Yeah, and that's not necessary. That's not deceiving someone. Mm -hmm. It's just that um, it's like it's building trust. It's Mm -hmm. more natural. It's well. That's also I think why with sanctuary, while the mushroom is the center of this community it's not necessarily what we're putting forward first right like our sunday Mm -hmm. services that we're we're doing online there's no mushrooms there we're not dosing together and Mm -hmm. we talk about the mushroom as a sacrament Um, but the focus is on the community Mm -hmm. right and and that's ultimately like what religion is Mm -hmm. for and the benefit of religion is that it builds community Mm-hmm. Uh, when studies have shown how religious involvement extends life, right? there's centenarians, one of the common factors among people that live to be 100 or more mm-hmm. is that they are long-term members of a religious community. And it's mm-hmm. not because their religion is somehow better than another one. It's religious communities across the board because they have that community and that mm-hmm. connection. We are pack animals if you will we are social creatures Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of what has been i think in some ways denied us in modern civilization especially the advent of the cell phones and the the internal world of the computer is very tricky and slippery because you can you know get into your own little loop and feel like that is the the world and that's the community and it's not fulfilling nobody is living longer because they have a five thousand facebook friends no definitely not because facebook friends are not real friends yeah you may have real friends that are your facebook friends but it's not the same yeah and so i mean that just that that connection that and even like if we want to talk about this I th- which i think it's relevant is that you know the these energetic beings that we are Mm-hmm. I have experienced and seen so many times the reality that we are transferring information between each other just by being in physical presence. Mm-hmm. There is something extremely powerful and and charging to being in the physical presence of people who are working to improve the quality of their life and the world around them. Definitely. There, this this bubble that you know I've encountered and. In, in mushroom space that is very real and can be worked with and there is science around it it's always there just because we're not acutely aware of it right now 
doesn't mean that it's not there. We are sitting here in the same room transmitting energy and information between each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like that saying, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's very real. That community that you align with is what you're going to fall back on mm-hmm. when things get tough. And um, yeah, so what does that community look like? Um, uh, I appreciated in our last Sunday service, the discussion afterwards, there was one person who you were talking about before or mentioned before who uh had recently he's recently left the mormon church mm-hmm. and well, he was saying recently isn't like five or six years okay yeah and he was saying you know sometimes it really worked sometimes it didn't like the thing that worked was that when the shit hit the fan for people you know mm-hmm. pe- family members died or something really bad happened that's when the church really came in yeah. and was like okay we got your back shit's going down to grant grant don't care grant's, grant's okay. amazing man he, he's been such a supporter of our work for so long yeah uh, but yeah it's so true you know that they're there that's that's where the value is we need people that are going to show up for us and we need to show up for each other yeah and that's right now i know in these there's so many spiritual quote-unquote spiritual communities that I feel like a lot of people in those communities have had religious trauma Mm -hmm. and but they're still seeking they're still where do they go looking for some kind of interpretation of what we're doing here Mm -hmm. and and uh yeah there's a lot of people that don't have a solid community like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people seeking right now and feeling burned by religion and uh, not having like yeah a solid group of people that's got their back whenever yeah whatever goes and, down and that's probably why a lot of people don't leave churches mm-hmm. because they don't know where else they would go to get that community but we are seeing Americans anyway are I think it's sixty percent of Americans are no longer practicing any type of religion and that means that they're not having that spiritual community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is detrimental to our being. So uh, I, re- I really foresee this as not just sanctuary, but the um, acknowledgement of psilocybin mushrooms as a religious sacrament. I see this as a real opportunity to create, Not even it's not even create, it's revivify a way of engaging with Ourself, our understanding of God, nature, being, the universe, in a hands-on way. You know, that's where religion falls short, and I think that's why people are belling, because religion has been saying, modern religions have been saying for a very long time, we have the answers, this is how it is, and then we find out that they're full of shit, that they don't know, mm-hmm. because the reality is nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to be able to tell you you're going to have to have a direct experience, Mm -hmm. which, again, is where the mushroom is such a powerful sacrament. And even the word sacrament, we talked a lot, some about this in service this week, you know, the the term simply means something of mysterious or sacred significance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can, I'm, I'm open to anybody having any 
non-lethal or non-harmful thing as a sacrament. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mushroom's not the only one, but it's mine. It's the one that I have consistently to gone to for 25 years now. Um, and it's it's the one that I was drawn to even as a child. Mm. You know, I remember this one trip. God, this is really weird. It's like, what is going on here? You know, but <clears throat> there's this one trip that I had where I, I know this is not a manufactured memory. I know this is real. I remember in the trip, I remembered being like six or seven years old. And we were at this gas station where all the pot growers hung out. Johnny Boone, anybody mm-hmm. knows the leg- legends of uh, the Cornbread Mafia. That's where I grew up is in the, where the Cornbread Mafia was was the, the heartland in Springfield. And my uncles and family were all big-time farmers and growers of cannabis back in the 80s. And uh, Johnny Boone, who was, you know, the ringleader, I remember, and what I, what I remembered so specifically about this is they had, like, they had Rottweilers that they would tie in the back of their trucks, and the Rottweilers had their vocal cords cut out so they couldn't bark when they were guarding the fields. And I remember being at this gas station, and, you know, you'd walk in there past these pickup trucks, so raggedy pickup trucks and sometimes really nice pickup trucks, these big ass dogs that would be just couldn't bark, you know, just like what the fuck was that? And I don't nobody ever told me when I was a kid what was going on, but I can mm-hmm. remember that. And so anyway, we're sitting inside this gas station and I can still I can smell it, I can feel it, smoking cigarettes in there and you know, the Pepsi cooler in the back and the, the register with all chipped off linoleum and whatnot. And I remember sitting there on a bench and my dad was just hanging out talking with guys and and this, like I said, this memory occurred to me during a mushroom trip. And I remember plain as fucking day. You know, I, when I had this mushroom trip, I was in Indiana, up on the farm in, in Amish country. And I remembered this, I think, I think, I think it was Johnny Boone. He was the only one that I remember that had a big white beard. And I remember this guy where they were talking I remember he, we just caught eyes right as he said, and I don't remember anything else about the conversation except for this part, and we caught eyes, and he said, if you want to find those good mushrooms, you got to go up in Indiana around all the Amish, and uh, this like hit me during this mushroom trip when I had, this was one of the early trips when I was trying to decide if I was going to start Mm-hmm. And this this memory came back to me while I was on that trip. And like then and now it was it begged the question that who was speaking to me through the eyes of Johnny Boone or, or whoever that mm-hmm. white bearded man was. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, because the fascinating thing that we keep that keeps coming that I keep coming back to with the mushroom is that we are trying to understand the nature of consciousness and that is how I perceive God this omnipresent awareness right consciousness is not just you know you open your eyes and look and here I am consciousness 
as I understand it, is the awareness that there is infinite space between us. Consciousness is the awareness that at the bottom of the sea there are not innumerable, but yes indeed, innumerable grains of sand. Everything that exists, exists. Every mm-hmm. molecule, every atom that exists can be counted. And there is a consciousness that is aware of that existence. And so, you know, what is the nature of religion? What is the nature of spirituality? To me, it is an exploration of consciousness. It's trying to understand as deeply as possible what consciousness is. And then, what are the abilities? What can be achieved with consciousness? Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense to me. The rabbit hole definitely goes deep. puts one in a yeah a place of. You can affect people with your thoughts. You can sit here. I mean, I pick up your thoughts. You pick up my thoughts. Mm-hmm. We, we people that we're around frequently, and people, someone will say something like, "Oh, that's funny. I was just thinking that." Well, yeah, because they fucking picked it up. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's when I think about mushrooms and uh, community and forming a set of paradigms as a community and this is how this is these are the paradigms we're operating on when i imagine a church Mm. i imagine a group of people that is coming together with similar paradigms Mm -hmm. and then making an agreement of sorts that you know we're gonna stick together and we're going to build uh build on the existing paradigms we have come to some kind of conclusion as time goes on Mm -hmm. about new ones and where we want to direct ourselves and um, thinking about all that you just said, this that's such a powerful foundation to build paradigms on Mm -hmm. that we need each other to experience life and being able to share our feelings and experiences with each other and respect that and honor Mm -hmm. that, that we all are Mm -hmm. coming from a different place. We're going to question each other. We're going to question what we're doing and yeah, there's going to be a lot of questions and that's great. And I feel like that is where we're going to see a lot of these specific certain religions fall off and people leave because they can't question Mm. appropriately and that's where things die if Mm -hmm. you can't look at something and turn it around and question it and make it better then it just dies Mm -hmm. it becomes obsolete Mm -hmm. so it really feels really good thinking about what we're building Mm -hmm. with sanctuary and coming from that teaching of of the mushroom Mm -hmm. uh which is yeah like we're in it together let's talk about this let's question this mm-hmm. let's learn and grow consciousness can exp- cannot explore itself without reflection yeah. it has to have something to reflect off of in order to yeah. understand itself that was oh god wow back <laughs> whoa the, hold on <laughs> we're already at 45 minutes <laughs> went back into the mirror again <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
(laughs) (laughs) Consciousness reflecting on itself. What an amazing, amazing thing. So Uh, for those of you listening, uh, if you're, we're definitely not uh, evangelists uh, over here at Sanctuary. (laughs) So, uh, but if you are interested in joining the conversation uh, with Sanctuary, we do have Sunday services, which we mentioned, that are open to the public. Mm-hmm. At Sanctuary.org, P-S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y.org. Mm-hmm. There's just a landing page right now for yeah. the site, but you can join the email list and get uh, signed up for our Zoom uh, meditation, inspiration, and integration. Yeah. So it's, it's just starting, but it's a really, mm-hmm. really very nice community that's already building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd love to have you there, but no pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only if you I'll want to. Some of my questions for later. I have some. I, w- I would love to hear you talk about some of the kind of otherworldly experiences that we've had and uh, that you've seen, and get your understanding of it. But we can save that for another, another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. As always, and uh, you know. Let yourself be your guide. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, we do, but we don't. No. Yeah. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. No. (laughs) Back in the mirror. Till next time. Till next time. And the beating of the drum.